Today, we're, we're having a family meeting during our service, um, and we're, we're looking forward to, to what's ahead uh, this year, seeking the Lord together. So there's a, a lot of exciting things that we just want to share with you, and I was talking to someone earlier that they're just trying to find a church, and I said, well, actually, this might be a really helpful uh, service to, to understand more of, of who we are. Not, not that this service will tell you everything, but, but I hope it is helpful. Um, if you are on our email list, uh, you got the email Friday that um, we are transitioning Matt into a new role here at Harvest. I'm excited about that. Um, uh, he's served with our students uh, in a volunteer capacity. He started clear back in 2010. He moved on to become the youth pastor in 2017, um, but we are shifting him out of the youth ministry role um, and into a role where we're calling it pastor of communities and people. And if you're like, man, what does that mean? Um, just... <laughs> Just think, uh, man, disciple-making. Um, and if you know Matt, uh, man, that is, that is what Matt uh, is striving to do, uh, not just in, in church ministry, but in life. Um, so we're, we're excited for that. And this is a, this is a decision that, that's really uh, been a long time coming. Um, it's not a brand new idea out of the assessment at all. Um, it's, uh, it's an idea, um, actually even uh, meeting with, uh, with my leadership coach, and then he spent time with, multiple times with me and Matt together. Um, he he uh, brought it up, um, but even before that, uh, Andrew, who was on staff, his first couple weeks into uh, being on staff, Andrew brought up the idea as well. And it's something that, that I've thought about, it's something that as the elders um, have thought about and affirmed. We've been, we've been praying about this for a while, and, uh, and we're, we're excited. We're excited for Matt. Um, to be in this new role. So I'll just let Matt share a bit about that. Yeah, for starters, um, man, I am honored to uh, even be offered this position at our church. Um, and part of that is because it is just another marker uh, in my life of God's grace and kindness to me. Um, over and over again, like God has invited me into the in this church body into things that I never thought I would get invited into. Um, my goal in life growing up was not to be a youth pastor or a pastor. I wanted to be a sports agent. Um, that turned out pretty well. Uh, but um, with that, like over and over again, like my, my uh, whole goal in following Jesus is just wanting to be faithful to what he's put right in front of me. Um, and say yes, even if sometimes that's with some trepidation, saying yes and trusting him as he brings things uh, along. And that started with just starting to attend this church in Camas while I was still living in Portland. Um, and then it was moving in with the goose trees as I became an intern. And then over time, it was saying yes to Young Life and going on staff with them. And then Harvest increased my role to be a high school director. And then uh, we had the transition where Greg moved into the lead pastor role and I moved into the youth pastor role, like he said, in 2017. Um, but for 13 years, all I have known um, is youth ministry here at Harvest. Not that I haven't like dabbled in other things for sure, but this has been a very uh, special place in ministry that God has used to shape and change me and grow me in my walk with him over and over again. And this church has been a huge 
part of my own discipleship to Jesus along the way. So with that, uh, as I shared with our students on Wednesday night and wanted to share with them first, like about this transition and prep them for that, um, I, I shared that this is bittersweet in so many ways. I'm so excited uh, to take on the challenge of some new things and really like help our church grow, continue to grow in fellowship and community together in Jesus community that's growing deeper in relationship with him and one another as we see the day approaching, right? As, uh, as Hebrews says, as, as we long for the day that Jesus comes back and makes all things right, we want to grow as a Jesus-following community. And I'm excited to tackle that. And man, I'm going to miss playing Capture the Flag on Wednesday nights. I am. I'm going to miss uh, leading with the leaders that God has brought to serve alongside me and our students. I'm going to miss the questions that students ask, the questions that even though sometimes they're uh, nervous, they're often more unafraid than adults to be real with what they're processing and what they're thinking about and what they wonder about God. I'm going to miss getting to be in those spaces. But I also hope that if, with this new position, it only just impacts our youth group more and more as it creates not just a youth ministry, but a culture of a church where young people get to thrive in their walk with Jesus from the time that they're in Sunday school all the way um, to we, till we see Jesus face to face someday. Uh, and so I'm hoping in this role that that gets to happen as well. Uh, we let the students know Wednesday that this transition doesn't come from me being bored of youth group or tired of youth ministry, but it comes from, for one, God just stirring things up in me the last couple years for a while. Kind of my sole focus was like youth group, and then I just saw my heart shifting and changing towards thinking about our church as a whole more and more, and wanting to put more time and energy and effort towards some of those things, but knowing I needed to be responsible, too, with walking with our leaders and students. Um, but also, this transition is one that's going to come a little slow to a degree. I'm not just, Wednesday wasn't my last night at youth group. Uh, we wanted to give students time to process. That always seems to be the best for people in general, that slower transitions are helpful. So I, um, I will kind of all of a sudden only be there three times a month on a Wednesday and then two times a month in December. And then around January, early February, we usually have our winter retreat. And the winter retreat will kind of mark the last thing I do with our youth group before I fully transition um, out of that space, even though still being connected. I'm still here. Um, and I'll still be a resource to the youth group as well. Um, so that there will be a time where the last night at youth group will happen. But in the meantime, here is the plan for our youth group as well. This, um, this makes uh, where our youth group is at, is at actually made it harder to want to transition because our youth group is really thriving in a lot of ways right now. Um, we're growing, not just numerically, even though as Brooklyn and I sat down to come up with our new discussion groups, there were over 60 students that regularly attend our youth group, um, which is crazy. Like, you look around in the room, and it's like, there's not, are, are there, like, 
200 of us here this morning with kids? Maybe not. And that's not normal for churches. And a lot of those students, maybe half those students attend regularly on Sundays, but half have been invited by their friends that their friends want to share about this Jesus and this community that they've experienced and now inviting friends and family to be a part. And we've seen student after student now get plugged into this community on Sunday mornings as well, which is awesome. Thank you, Dean. Um, And that's not just because of me. That's because of the team of leaders that we have. And it's also the students who are stepping up more and more, responding to Jesus, following the prompts of the Spirit as they are pursuing to follow him on earth um, in their day-to-day life. Um, So with that, um, well, okay, I just thought of this the other day. So we have students right now, even just in our Sunday gathering, that are serving on the worship team. They're serving at the computer, uh, doing the live stream. We have students serving in sound. We have students serving in our children's ministries. And then Kevin, who's heading up our welcome team, came to me uh, after you Sunday. was like, can we get students serving in our welcome team more often? Because they killed it. Um, Our church already is just seeing more and more student involvement. Uh, And in those ways, we talk about growth and thriving. Uh, So it's hard to want to walk away from that, but also... The timing is really good because it's something that seems to be self-sustaining in a lot of ways, too. Um, And there's been a lot of people that have stepped up as leaders. Two of those people we'll recognize now and a little bit later is uh, in the back is Christian Gamalian and his wife, Brooklyn. Um, Brooklyn is our youth intern uh, and has been for about the last year and a half. They have really helped change the culture of youth group. In It's not just about Wednesdays and Sundays. Like students are getting together on a regular basis, whether it be for Bible studies or for uh, conversations or just playing and having fun where it's really changed the DNA of our group to that of a family. Um, So they've been huge in that, but also we have a student leadership team that's been meeting for about two years now, where on Thursdays we have some students that uh, are focused on thinking about what does it look like for them to own the youth group as well, and to be not just there to receive something, but to give and to serve. Um, they've been a huge part. And, and I think we have a slide of Christian in Brooklyn. Do we have a picture of them, Alex? Yeah, yeah. that we can put up there. Brooklyn's not here today, but we, we just want you to know who Christian and Brooklyn are. And with that, Christian and Brooklyn, in this uh, transition period, we're bringing them on as our interim youth directors. Um, And so with that, Brooklyn's already been paid by the church. We're increasing that pay and bringing her and Christian on together to lead our youth group in this time period before we ultimately seek to hire a youth pastor, which we do seek to hire another youth pastor. This is, I think, the biggest ministry in our church right now, and we know that we need um, someone that not only is shepherding students, but shepherding these leaders as well and walking with them as they are making disciples on a regular basis. So where that's at already is we've had a couple conversations with an individual about the position, um, inviting them to apply for that position. Uh, Greg and I met with them one time, um, but there's nothing solidified yet to where we want to put that person out in front of everyone. Um, And then from there, if that doesn't work out, we'll continue to do some connections in our community first before we would just post that position online. 
Uh, but the goal is, would be to hopefully hire someone um, before summer camps next year. The earlier, the better. But before our summer camps, we just think there would be such relational capital um, that could be built up with the time that they could spend with our middle school and high school students during the summer before they could dive in to this next fall. So with that, uh, we want to invite, Brooklyn's not here, but I would just love to invite up Christian and the other youth leaders that are in this room because we would just love to pray for you as a church in this transitional period. So why don't we give these youth leaders a hand as they come on up first? Crowd around. Um, and Christian... Uh, I'd just love to ask you, how could we pray for you in Brooklyn, for the youth group as a whole, for the leaders as we uh, go into this season? All right. I'm going to take a second to brag about my wife real quick. Um, so Brooklyn, like when she joined youth staff, she was like, let's get the high school guys and high school girls hanging out. Let's do stuff outside of youth group. Let's keep them connected. Like, let's make sure everyone has friends and people that um, they know they belong with. Um, and that's been something where Brooklyn is really big into all the details. She, she really wants to make sure she gets things right. For me, I'm like, oh, we got a game. We'll have fun. It'll be great. Um, so in this, in this season, I'm, uh, I have class in the evenings in the fall. So Brooklyn's going to be at every youth group, and I'll, I'll be at as many as I can, and hopefully like the, the second half and be in discussion groups and stuff like that. Um, but just, just prayer for, um, as I do more like kind of behind the scenes stuff and planning with Brooklyn, um, prayer that we can plan effectively, uh, prayer that us as leaders, that we can, we can all step up. We're, I'm so thankful that Rich has, has joined on um, at summer camp. He was amazing with the guys. Um, and just kind of seeing like, as we get more, like something I'm, we have a heart for is making sure every student is seen, every student is heard, that we know their names, that we're excited that they're there, they feel like they're welcome and they belong. Um, and the, the more we get to know the students that we already know, the deeper our relationships are. And it, it's kind of hard to, to branch out and be like, oh, I, I have so many things I need to catch up with these five, eight, ten guys. And there's also new people that I need to go talk to, you know. Um, so just prayer that we can be present for that. Prayer for our leaders that um, we can go into every Wednesday and just throughout our weeks um, with hearts for the students and remembering like, hey, that one kid might feel left out. And I remember when I was in high school and I felt left out. And I don't want that to happen, right? And middle school too. Um, so just prayer for those things. Um, that, that's the, the main thing. And then if, if you're interested in leading, um, come talk to me, come talk to Matt, come talk to Brooklyn. Um, we'd love to talk to you and, um, all these leaders are so amazing. Thanks Christian. Yeah. With that. Yeah. You can clap. Don't be shy. Um, with that, uh, specific request you could be praying about. We have we did the math, and there are 19 high school girls that regularly attend our youth group, and we have Brooklyn and Alyssa as their leaders. We would love to find partners for both of them um, to walk with these girls. So right now, if you're like, oh, I'm interested, but Matt's not talking about me. Christian's not talking about me. Yeah, we probably are, actually. Uh, you should come talk to us, and we would love to talk to you more about that. But let me, let me pray. Church, would you just pray along uh, with me for our leaders in our youth group? God, we thank you so much for what you have done in our midst. Would we not miss it, Lord, that this is unique, that this is special, that this is kingdom work, that this isn't just an event or a gathering to 
to simply fill our time, Lord, that there are things that are eternal that are happening in our midst in the lives of middle schoolers, high schoolers, and the leaders that serve alongside them. We thank you for this season that we've had of growth, Lord, and we pray that you would bring the right person in at the right time that would just um, embrace that uh, and would build on that foundation and, and hopefully just take our group even further into walking with you, Jesus, and living a life that is saturated by who you are and what you've done. Uh, we pray for the leaders. In the meantime, Lord, would you sustain them? Would you give them strength? Would we as a church know how to just support them, even if it's not joining the team, but keeping them in our prayers, uh, reaching out to them, encouraging them, um, and we pray, Lord, that we would just see more and more students say yes to you in so many different ways in this next season. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. Feel free. You can grab a seat. So uh, one, one decision we made is, is we want Matt even coming into the transition to uh, be rested. Uh, I was a youth pastor for many years, and I know that uh, the summer for a lot of us is playful and fun and vacation for the youth pastor. It just ramps up, and there is fun for sure, and it's exhausting fun. Um, so we're, he's going to take off a few weeks uh, starting September 14th uh, so that he can rest from the summer, um, come in rejuvenated, and, and, and give up for uh, for this transition. So that'll be starting September 14th. Anything to add? Well, and part of that too is just kind of processing with the Lord, like this transition in my life too, and just wanting to start to think about things in a new way. So I'm excited to have some space to do that and also to be present with Kat and Bennett, uh, Kathleen, my wife over here, um, before this season too, um, as we as a family are saying yes to this thing. Um, and we know with that there'll be new challenges and exciting things as well, but it will be a sweet time for our family to just kind of hunker down and rest in the Lord before we gear up for what's next. And, and he's, uh, he's not taken a vacation this long before. Uh, I mean, he had ACL surgery. That wasn't a vacation. Such uh, a fun vacation. Yeah. Having Bennett was not a vacation. <laughs> I, did, I personally didn't have Bennett. Kathleen had yeah, Bennett. Yeah, she yes, did the work. Matt was, Matt was there. Yeah. Um, so one, one kind of probably obvious question is, okay, so we're talking about, well, so with, with Matt's transition, uh, we, we, need to, we need to bump his pay um, to fit with his new role. Um, we're talking about Christian and Brooklyn and um, them doing more, so they need to uh, receive more. We're talking about hiring a youth pastor. We're still looking for a children's ministry person, so finances, how, how are we doing? So I've got uh, several slides here, um, and, and our, our finance team helped put these together. John Eddy specifically put these together. So first, uh, just what are our funds available? Well, um, we uh, our finance team got started uh, almost two years ago, and, and the, the purpose of that was really to uh, take some people that are gifted in this area, that love the Lord, have, have wisdom in, uh, in this area, can put energy into it to, uh, to take some of that, that um, uh, burden off the elder team to free up the elder team more, and they've, they've been incredible. So one, uh, one task that they were given right away was, okay, can you help us decide on what's, what's our goal for reserves? So they started doing some research, talking to other churches, uh, reading articles, and most churches have somewhere between them for three to six months of reserves. And by reserves, I mean if, if not another dollar 
came in, you know, through giving or however else, uh, how long could ministry continue? Um, so they set a goal of uh, five months of reserves. Um, what we actually have right now, it, it says approximately seven months because we're almost to eight months of reserve. So praise God for that. Yeah. Um, and, it, and when I say praise God for that, I recognize that's that's you all giving to our church so that, that ministry can happen. I mean, we, uh, we survived, you know, the ministry uh, or church life uh, through the pandemic financially, which was, was a, a, obviously a, a big, big deal. A lot of churches really had a hard time. Now, do we have a hard time? Yes, um, but, but the Lord provided for us. Uh, the next thing on there, uh, the employee retention credit. Maybe you've heard of that. Uh, the, the radio station I listen to, like they're always advertising, uh, come, come to us and we'll help you get the, the ERC money. Well, we didn't have to do that because we had people within our body that, that helped make that happen. So we just received our uh, employee retention credit uh, a couple months ago for $150,000. Um, and that we're not, uh, when I say we have uh, about seven months reserves, that doesn't even include that. So uh, that's pretty amazing. Um, we've decided right off the top that we, we want to tithe, basically, 10% of that to global missions. Um, and, and then the rest, we're seeking the Lord what to do there, but we want to invest in ministry. We want to invest in, in some of these staff changes and needs that we have that, that we're talking about. Uh, so the next slide is uh, expenses. Um, so generally this year, uh, we've, we've, uh, we were able to predict our, our expenses. We budgeted that really well. So no major surprise expenses. Like the previous year, we, we realized we need to paint the whole exterior of the church. Uh, we had to uh, seal coat the parking lot. Um, so we haven't had to do any of, anything like that this year. There are no major surprises. Uh, we had a staff transition back in the spring when Andrew came off staff. So because of that, obviously, the, uh, we, we weren't paying him because uh, he wasn't on staff anymore. So uh, because of that, that, that helps us come in under budgeted expenses. Um, and, and then uh, one thing that, that's, that I think we just need to understand, and I'll try to explain this clearly here. So 2023 was... Uh, uh, it was budgeted with a planned deficit, meaning we knew that we were going to spend more than, uh, than would come in through offering and, and other income. And, and we did that um, because we wanted to invest in the ministry of Harvest. We're looking at what he given us in, in, in our bank account, and, and, and we said, man, we, we need to do this for the health of our church. We can do this, so, so we're going to do that. Now, obviously, there's, there's, been, uh, there's been savings there. Um, let, let's go to, to the giving slide, actually. Um, so every year, we try and predict uh, what giving will be, and that's hard to do because we don't know what will happen in, in, a, in a coming year. So we look back at our, our last year, and, and we try and make predictions. Um, this year, our, our actual giving, um, if we stayed where we are, if we continued on this tra trajectory, we would, we would uh, be about 9% above what we projected. So praise God for that. Things can change, obviously, um, but, uh, but we're, we're grateful for that. Um, we don't talk about money here much on a Sunday, and, and I've been rightly critiqued for that. Um, I don't want to talk to you about money. Um, uh, I'm, not, I'm not super comfortable with that, and yet I know it's a part of our worship, right? As a church family, this, this is what we do. We, we want to be generous with what the Lord has given us. So ministry happens here because people give. So um, 
if you're newer, and I, I recognize we don't talk about money much, there, there are multiple ways to give. Obviously, cash or check. Um, we have offering boxes. You may not have even noticed them, but those black boxes in our lobby there, uh, that's so you can give uh, via uh, cash or check. Um, we have online giving. You can go to our website for that. Um, there's a way to text. Uh, you just text that number, 84321, and it'll, it'll help you out with that. And, and you can give through uh, the app as well. Um, it, takeaways for you, uh, if, if, if you didn't, if you just need it broken down even, even more uh, simply. Um, one is that we've just seen God's grace in finances at Harvest. So, so we, we praise God uh, for his provision. And again, I recognize that that's through our people just being generous. Uh, we're, we're in a stable place, right? Even with a planned deficit, which I'm sure we'll have a planned deficit for this next year too. Um, but we're in a place where, where we can do that and, uh, and, and, and I think wisely step out in faith because um, God's given us resources, right, that, that we need to steward. We don't just want to stockpile this. We want to use it for uh, his kingdom. So there's an invitation to all of us uh, to participate in the ministries of, of harvest uh, through giving. So again, just thank you, church for being with us and being generous in the midst of that. A couple family meetings ago, we were talking about, ah, like there, there's some tricky things financially. And yet, for one, God has been faithful. And we thank you for just responding to him in that too um, and being generous. Uh, in a time and in a season in this last year where prices of everything have gone up. Um, and we thank you for continuing to give toward the Lord's work that we hope to only see continue and grow here at Harvest. But with that, um, let's talk a little bit about uh, the assessment that we sent out back in March. If you're new this morning, um, this assessment came from uh, after our pastoral transition. We just wanted to get a look at what is going on in the midst of our church, both the good, the bad, even the ugly, the things where we have blind spots. We as elders and as staff, we just became so aware during that season of how much help we needed um, and just wanted to see what our body was experiencing in that too and how God might be directing us to take steps forward and work on some things as a church. This is something I hope you know we wanted, like as staff. Greg and I both wanted this. A lot of the time, uh, it can be hard to receive critique, or it can, e it can even be hard for some people to receive encouragement, too. Um, and we want to be a people that humbly come before the Lord and say, Lord, you know me. You know my heart. Uh, would you show anything there that isn't good and ultimately redirect it and correct it towards you and your ways. And we should do that both as just believers, but then as pastors, as elders, as staff, we want to be people who are growing and not just comfortable with the status quo. So this assessment went out in March and it did just that. It went out to people in our church. It went out to people who had left our church within the last three years or so just to try and get feedback um, from what their experience at Harvest had been. And this was actually super helpful. I went in thinking it was going to be hard to read through the responses. And for the most part, it was actually really encouraging and helpful. And I think if I speak for Greg and I both, there were things that like we had felt for a while 
that this just highlighted and was like, okay, yeah, we actually need to do something about that. We need to, we need to take steps towards that. We had this inkling or this suspicion, and you all helped give us some clarity. The Lord helped give us some clarity with just the shared experiences um, from people in our church. So again, thank you for taking the time to fill that out. Um, thank you for being patient, as now our assessment team, which really got formed after this idea came to us, um, this assessment team was formed, and I think we have a slide of Ben Carlson, Priscilla, uh, Brinton, and Rich, who um, have put in hours and hours and hours of work, not only in just putting this assessment together, sending it out, pouring over the information, also getting together with so many different individuals, and then creating a document of, uh, of themes, the strongest themes that came out of this assessment, and really just presenting it to the staff and elders of like, these are the themes that we see, and we leave it up to you then how to take steps forward. We're not telling you what to do, but we're presenting here are some of the larger things that should be addressed, or we believe this assessment show should be addressed at our church. So would we just give a hand to our assessment team for all the time that they put in? It truly was beneficial to us. Um, and one of the things that came out of the assessment is how much we as a staff and elders, we need you. Like, that's why Christ has arranged the body this way. All parts are of equal importance. No part is less important or more important than the other. Uh, and in this room, in our gathering, we have so many uniquely gifted people. And the assessment team was a part of just getting to see these gifts benefit the body as a whole. So um, this morning, um, we ultimately uh, just want to address some of the themes, three of the themes that came out through the assessment, even though as we like went over what we were going to cover today, the assessment team themselves were like, man, what, what you're addressing this morning actually is far more reaching than just three of the themes. It hits on a lot of different things that this assessment brought out. I believe you all received like the short version this morning that has some of the assessment themes. That this, that's this little quarter sheet, um, or not quarter, half sheet. And then at the end of our gathering, there will also be the long version at the Welcome Center if you would like to see all of the themes that came out. You're looking on the sheet there, it says additional themes. Um, so that, that gives you the rest of, of them there. So the longer version not only has the themes, but then it's like item one, point A through D, or you know things like that. Like when I was tricked in my uh, AP chemistry class, where the professor said, hey, it's only 10 questions that you have to answer. I was like, oh, that's great. Question one, A through F. And it's like, what do you know? So that's more what that version is like, um, to experience more of the process that they've come up with in that. Uh, and the three, th three themes that we'll be addressing this morning um, are, are there on this sheet. Leadership structure, transparency, uh, mission, vision, and values. And, and I'll even say this with transparency. Hopefully, you're just seeing that throughout our time this morning. We're not going to have this big, long section of how we're going to get better at being transparent or necessarily that, but we just want to take steps to be real with you. I think one of the things God's gifted Greg and I with is being authentic and hopefully being real people. Um, and we want to do that this morning in our time. That's part of the reason why we're doing this, but also why we're going to have a question and answer time tomorrow night as well, so that hopefully things just feel transparent to you as a church. 
and, and yeah, we're addressing these three things, but it's not like, I mean, we could be here hours and hours, which we won't be, um, and not address everything that these three things encompass. So we're, we're, uh, we're highlighting these for you and, and giving you uh, a, a little bit at least. Uh, so the first one is uh, our mission, vision, value. So, I mean, why, why do we even need to, to look at this again? Um, w when I took on the lead pastor role here, um, I'd, I, yes, I had some classes in pastoral ministry, uh, but my heart, my mindset from, from a, a, I think it was a freshman in high school forward was to be a youth pastor. And then, and then that transition, I, I took over family ministries and, and took on more and more and, and then came into this lead pastor role. And I knew it was going to be hard, right? I knew, I knew it would be a, a, a really challenging role, but I, I didn't understand until I got into it um, how hard it would be. Uh, and and I, I jumped in with both feet. And sometimes my head was above water, and sometimes it wasn't. And we had a mission statement, and I was grateful for that. I didn't need to come up with a new mission statement. And it's, it's a good statement. It's, it's, uh, it's biblical. It's packed with wh who we want to be, uh, what, what we want to do, what our mission is as a church. So I didn't even think about changing it um, as, I was, as I was putting my energy towards uh, other, other, I thought, more, more pressing issues. Um, and then the last few years, Years, I think uh, I think the pandemic for the American church has actually been a really good thing. I think for uh, for us individually as Christians, it's been a really good thing. It's it's it, it caused us to look at ourselves and our walk with Jesus individually and and corporately. Um, and I, I hope that it's helped us to to refocus on uh, the gospel. So this is one of those areas where the assessment came in and just affirmed what uh, what I think we we already knew is man, we need to reevaluate. We need to we need to clarify. We need to refocus our, our mission, our vision, our values as a church. So spending time uh, with others, but also with the Lord, just saying, God, where are you leading harvest? Right, God, how have you have uniquely shaped this church? Right, positioned this church. Like, wh what what about us is uh, is unique, and, and how how do you want us uh, to be a part of your kingdom work in, in the years ahead? Um, and we had help with this. Uh, the leadership coach that I've talked about a handful of times, he, uh, he works with uh, organizations and individuals all the time on, on writing mission statements. And we came up with a couple that, that were like, ah, these are good, but it's not quite there. And I'd, I'd stare at it on our whiteboard, and I'm like, ah, I like parts of it, but not all of it. And, and then it's not like we just think about mission statements all the time. There are other ministry <laughs> there are other ministry tasks we had to do. Um, uh, so we were on our own tinkering, and, and I, I was like, man, are we ever going to get there? And then Matt shoots me this text, and I'm like, this is it. So I'll <laughs> let you share it. Uh, yeah, w well, with our, like everything Greg said, we agree with our previous mission statement. It was true. And also, we wanted something that narrowed the scope for us a little bit more as a people. Um, we also wanted something that we could remember, too. Uh, it's really helpful when you are trying to remember your mission, especially when things get wonky, when things get weird, when things are challenging, when you're going through a storm. It's like, who are we and what are we doing as God's people in the midst of this? And so we wanted something that a new person could come to our church, they could see our mission statement and be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. We also wanted something that our kids could know. And that in our kids' classrooms, they could already be included in, you are a part of this mission that we are going on as a church. We want you to gather as a family, 
to grow as disciples of Jesus and to go to our neighbors, this community, and also to the world, to the nations. And so an easy way to remember this is gather, grow, and go. Um, the triple G. No, we won't call it that. Uh, <laughs> that was on the spot, dude. Um, no way. <laughs> uh, so as we were thinking about something simple, we also wanted something that we could come back to over and over again as we dive into books of the Bible and work through them or other thematic series that we work through. How do we remember these three things? What is God calling us to do as Harvest Community Church here on Prune Hill, Camas, Washougal, Vancouver, what is he calling us to and that we could see in God's word too how he's calling us to gather, to grow as his disciples, and then to go. And we wanted that to be something that we could sit in over and over and come back to as a church. And we're excited about it. It feels like it helps with our identity of who we are. These aren't brand new things for us, even though we have areas to grow in each of them. Like we always will have areas to grow in our mission when it comes to following Jesus and, and sharing the gospel with the nations. So we, uh, we have a few more weeks left in the book of James uh, for a sermon series on Sundays. And then we're going to jump into uh, both uh, uh, our, our mission statement and then our values, if we could throw the values up there as well. And I'm not going to get into each one of these because we'll, we'll get into it in our sermon series. But uh, each of these, uh, and, and when I say values, I think of like marks, like we're marked with, with, these, with these traits, okay? That's what we mean by values. And as I think of each of these, there's, a, there's a, a body focus, right? Church family focus, but there's also an external focus with, with how, how we are salt and light in, in our community, in this world. So um, I'll, I'll just read them to you. We, we want to be gracious. We want to be servants. We want to be hospitable. We want to be intentional disciples, uh, and we want to be participants, right, in God's kingdom work and in, in what he is doing. So, God, uh, we need him to grow us individually and collectively as a church family in these. Uh, so we're, we're going to work towards that. And with that, too, like, you may look at this list and be like, wait, where's, like, worship? Or, like, where's, like, reading the Bible? Or where's, you know, communion or whatever it might be? All of that is still mapped out in our belief statements as a church of what we believe. So out of this, the reason we're gracious, and this is a trait, is because when God first displays who he is and reveals his name to God's people in Exodus to Moses, he says, the Lord, the Lord, I'm gracious, compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. So we want to be gracious like our God is gracious. And each of these values or traits comes from Scripture in who our God is, but also who he has made his people to be as we reflect his image. Mm -hmm. uh, another area is uh, leadership that we're, we're focusing on. Leadership structure is what we have down there. Uh, we, we've already shared a little bit um, just about growing as, uh, as leaders on staff um, uh, and, and our elder team. Uh, meeting with a, a leadership coach. We've done some training together. Uh, I got to speak with him just this last week and I've continued with some of his curriculum. Uh, there's online classes that I've been working through um, um, and even uh, e even looking at some uh, some classes for me to take, uh, one specifically with preaching. So uh, we're, we're continuing to try and develop professionally, which we don't maybe 
use that term in church, but, but uh, I think it's a term you're all familiar with it. You have to do that in, in your jobs, and, and we want to continue to do that too. Um, but yeah, we want to develop our, our leadership structure, right? The assessment helped bring out all kinds of, of questions, right, about, uh, about uh, accountability, about how do we evaluate one another in leadership, um, who, uh, who is leading this church. Functionally, there have been times uh, in my, as I've been here on staff where, where, where the church is kind of function staff-led, and then other times where it's elder-led. And so how, how are we really, uh, how, how are we supposed to, to work together? How do other people with leadership gifts come in and, and be a part of, uh, of our church? Even, uh, even simple stuff like, like just a flow chart of, of, of how we are supposed to operate together. Where, where do we get bottlenecked in, in decisions and, and why? Like trying to look at, at all of those things. Uh, a major piece is um, our, our elder team, I, I want us to be, we've talked about this, uh, we, we don't want to be a board, we want to be a team. Uh, and, and here's why I say we don't want to be a board. To me, a board just sounds like business, 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 right? We, if, if, we want, if, if being an elder was about business, we'd just take the best business people in our church, right? But that's, that's not what it is, it's shepherding. Um, and we need to be a, a team together, right? And being an elder, uh, it, it takes some bandwidth. Um, uh, what, what, what we're asking of elders um, takes bandwidth. And part of what we've doing, been doing actually is clarifying what are our expectations. We're actually increasing um, the expectations and responsibilities uh, for elders. Part of that is just asking or requiring like, hey, we gotta meet more often because so often we'd, we'd have uh, uh, an elder team meeting and, and yeah, there are a lot of things that we've gotta get through and then it's like, man, we don't even have much time to pray together because we've met like three hours now. So part of it is just getting together more so, so we can shepherd one another's hearts, right? Carry, carry the, the weight of, of ministry all together. Uh, we're also talking about um, just times where we're getting uh, uh, elders and staff, spouses together so that we can uh, develop our, our, our camaraderie, our rapport together, our, our, our effectiveness in, in, uh, in serving this church together. Um, so a couple, couple elder changes, Matt in his position, he's coming on as an elder, really excited um, for that. Um, I had a conversation with Gary and Patty. Um, Gary, if you don't know Gary Smith, I think we have a picture of Gary and Patty uh, right there. And I don't know if Gary's in the, the back in the hall there. Um, that's normally where he is. Gary served our church for a decade and a half. Uh, so, so faithful. He has poured out his life for, uh, for our church in that time. So has Patty. Um, he has Parkinson's, if you do not know. Uh, I know a lot of you are connected to Gary, and, and some of you are just newer and haven't met Gary, but uh, he's been battling Parkinson's for a, a long time now, uh, and he said to us as an elder team uh, a while ago, he, he said, you got to tell me when it's time, uh, when, when I just, when I, when I can't function as an elder anymore. So uh, we had that conversation, and he said to me, he said, Greg, I, I probably should have made this easier on you and just stepped down myself. But I know, he, he, he's just trying to help. And, and that's, that's what Gary's done. He served us so faithfully. So, uh, so Gary is stepping down. And uh, we had, when he, when he came off staff officially, uh, we had a big uh, party for them to thank them. So we're not doing another party for them. But, but man, if, if we can just clap for, for Gary and Patty.
and, and so they're still around. It's not like they're not around. And, and sometimes, if you don't know this, like sometimes they, they have to leave even before our service is done just because his body is, it's, 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 it's a hard time of day for him and he just has to go. So it's not that they're trying to not be around us. Man, it, it, oh, he would love to just be with us all of the time. So um, be sure to, to let them know uh, how much you love them and appreciate them. Uh, Scott and John, our other two elders, they're both pilots um, and, and they're, uh, there are good things about a pilot schedule, and there are challenging things about a pilot schedule. There have been times when, when I have more availability to them than any elders I've ever worked with, and it's great. And then there are times where uh, multiple Sundays in a row, they, they can't be around. Um, but, but I want to tell you, both of them have stepped up so much in the last five months in particular. They've helped carry the weight of ministry. Really, there are times where, where they were carrying me as, uh, man, as I was just wrestling with, with the difficulties of ministry, the, the discouragement that can come in ministry. So I'm so thankful for them. Uh, so we've been reevaluating. John feels like he's good to go. He can keep moving forward. Um, and uh, and, and uh, Scott, um, his three-year term, we have three-year terms for our elders, his three-year term is coming to an end. So we, we know that in the not-too-distant future, he's going to come off. We, we still need to nail down some of the details. We've also got a couple uh, invites out there to, uh, to some guys to be elders at our church. They're considering it prayerfully, which is good. I don't ever want uh, a, a potential elder to tell me yes on the spot. Like, I want them before the Lord uh, to take some time there. So I'm excited. I'm praying that we would have at least two more elders by, uh, by the beginning of 2024. Um, and we're excited as, as we make some of these changes um, that, that we will function better as a team, right? And, and just because you make changes doesn't, it, it's still going to take time, right? And I don't know if you will feel that as a, as a congregation for a while, um, but, but I'm praying that, that, that we can hit a rhythm together, that we can really be firing on, uh, on all cylinders together. And we just encourage you to be praying for those individuals and for others, too, that God would just make it known to them and give them clarity, too, to step into that role and to help us uh, serve and shepherd the church. Um, we both love functioning in team, um, and we would love, we would just covet your prayers in that process, uh, that God would give clarity for who should join that team with us. Well, and I'm so glad you said that. I can't function out of team, actually. And, that, and that's, I mean, it's kind of funny, but it's also been what was so hard in, uh, whew, in the pandemic for me. Um, and, and after, I just, there were times where I went so just in this shell as I struggled to pastor. And, um, and I was, I mean, just hiding, really. Um, not, not because of sin or anything like that, but just as a pastor, really, really struggling. So when, when we say we function better, I can't function without a team. I, I have to be a part of that. So, um, yeah. I'm going to not cry now. Uh, let's talk deacons. Uh, so uh, several months ago, um, Andrew laid out a, a, a great plan uh, for restructuring our deacons. Um, and uh, and, and it, 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 we also didn't have a lot of people say yes to being deacons. So I, I want to I uh, let you know who our deacons are. And some of them are, are, are brand, to, brand new to our team. So um, I will, uh, I'll go just as the slide has it there. Ben Carlson is our newest deacon. Um, he has just agreed to uh, 
be the deacon of finance. He's going to head up our finance team, which I said earlier, they've been such a blessing to us. Um, and man, I love Ben. I don't know where Ben is. I love how your brain works. My brain will never work like yours. Given like 10,000 years into eternity, I won't be as smart as you. Um, so super thankful. Kristen, his wife, uh, she's deacon of women's ministry. And, and nothing's actually changing for her. She's already headed up women's ministry and been killing it. We're just acknowledging the work that she is doing, really. There might be like an extra meeting a year for her, but that would be about it. Uh, Dean Gad, uh, right here. We, we already introduced him as the deacon of building and grounds. Very thankful for him. Um, Susan Higginson, uh, she's been serving a deacon for years now, deacon of hospitality. Um, part of that, she gets to use her gifts today for the barbecue afterwards. Um, uh, I'm going to come back to Carrie in a second. Lee is a deacon of missions, and Lee has just jumped in. He's been so helpful. Um, I've been working with a missions agency, Frontiers, for years. I'm doing webinars with them. I'm on regular phone calls with them. I've been down to uh, their, their U.S. sending base, uh, and they've, they've been so helpful. And for years, they've been telling me, Greg, you need, you need someone that can head up deacons for you. And we're praying for it. And, and after years, Lee has stepped into that role. So very thankful for him. Uh, Carrie Higginson, uh, deacon of member care. So Carrie was actually asked months ago when we first presented on deacons. And Carrie very politely, very graciously turned us down. Um, and, and then uh, several weeks ago now, he, uh, I saw him on my calendar, and I'm like, why, why is Karen on my calendar? Like, is something wrong? I kind of get nervous sometimes uh, when it doesn't say, like, why I'm meeting with somebody. And uh, it was good news with Carrie. He's like, the, the Lord's just been tugging on my heart. He's been, he's been pushing me, and, and, and I think he's challenging me to step up and, and be a deacon, uh, the deacon of, of member care. Now, he's got a very fine slice of member care. What Carrie, uh, what the plan is, is for Carrie to, to really help take care of urgent needs that come up in our church, right? So, I don't know, someone in our church, there's a, a tragedy or, or, or even something like a tree falling right on, on somebody's fence. And, and man, we just need to get a bunch of people together to, to chop that tree up and, and help this member in our church out. So uh, Carrie's, Carrie's going to be doing that. We'll bring Carrie up at some point and have him share because he's going to need a team of people to help him. But man, we're, we're really excited uh, about that. Um, and we will be, we're still looking for more deacons as well. This is a great start, but, but we, will, we will need more. Um, let's move on to uh, transparency. And obviously there, there's all kinds of, of ways that, that we uh, need to grow in transparency. A uh, massive part of that is just communication, regular communication, not forgetting to, to give updates on all kinds of things. But I just want to focus on one right now. Uh, and that's in the area of, uh, of women in ministry at our church and, and what we believe scripture says. Uh, there's, been, there's been confusion about this area of women in ministry for, for quite some time. There have been some people uh, that have graciously asked us, like, hey, will you clarify, for, clarify this for us? Early in 2023, I shared um, that, that we, were, uh, we were working on this, um, and we, as pastoral team, we actually went out to other churches and asked them, like, okay, how, how did you come to clarify this? How did you, what was your process? We wanted to glean from them, not their position, but what was their process so, to help their church, to shepherd their church through, okay, what is, what is, scripture, what is scripture saying here? What is scripture not saying here? Um, and one of those interviews, they were all helpful, but one was actually particularly helpful as, as this guy, um, 
I just think it was the Lord blessing us through, through his questions. And, and he started asking us questions about our church, our, our leadership structure, um, about decision-making, challenges, and all that. And, and, and after a little while, he said, I don't think you guys are ready even for this. Like, you, you need to fix some of these leadership structure issues before you can really walk through this process. And then shortly thereafter that, Andrew stepped down um, off off of staff, um, so there are other things that, that we need to take care of as well. Obviously, it talked a little bit about leadership structure. Um, we, we're identifying changes, but it's it's going to take us time to to uh, uh, to get in the rhythm of these changes. Uh, we need to get firing on all cylinders still before we can tackle this. But this fall and winter, we're going to come up with okay, this is. This is our process. My hope is that we, we lay that out by January uh, with an end date um, uh, where we're going to say, yes, this is, this is what our position is. This is how we've gotten there, right? Um, there are going to be opportunities for you as a body, whoever wants to. Some won't care to, but, but whoever wants to, um, to, to participate in, in, uh, in this process with us. Um, and, and, and then we will come out with a position and a, a paper that, that really hopefully helps define it um, well for us. Um, and, and here's, just as a pastor here, here's, here's what I want for us. Because um, within our church, within, within churches in general or, or, or the global church, right, there are Bible-believing, Jesus-loving people that see uh, all kinds of issues differently. But this, this is one of them. And, and uh, there are great examples of, of churches and Christians doing that with respect and grace and love for one another, right, even moving forward in unity together. So one of our values is we want to be gracious. Man, we want to be gracious with one another. And that's easy when we agree. But even when we disagree. Um, when we come up uh, against, or, or not against, but in areas where we're passionate, um, man, we're going to love each other well, Harvest. Um, we're going to honor each other. We're, we're going to, we're going to um, consider the needs of, of one another. Um, our, our world right now, I, I just feel it everywhere I go, wants to divide us. Uh, man, the kingdom of God is different than that. And, and harvest, we're going to be different than that. Um, so, uh, and not just in this, right? But, but in any non-gospel issue, man, we, we want to we be unified together. I get it. There, there are gospel issues where it is right to divide. This is not one of them. So, at least by January, we're, we're going to lay out a, a plan uh, for you, a process for you in that. In the meantime, if you want to talk at all, uh, I'm available, Matt's available, elder team's available. We would love to have uh, conversations about this. And, and we're, we also just apologize for the length that it's taken, but we also feel that we needed to slow down in order to address these things so that the best conversation could happen and that it would be one as a team that we could move forward together in unity in. Um, so with that, we've covered a lot of things today, but maybe you're here and you filled out the assessment or something else. Uh, you're just a part of our church and you're wondering like, wait, what about like children's ministry? Or what about worship ministry? Well, um, a couple things. For one, uh, we hope to have more information to you about those things soon. As far as children's ministry goes, uh, I don't think Bonnie's in the room. My guess, she's back in the hall teaching. Of course she is. Bonnie is our uh, children's ministry director, and she is doing that uh, for free. Like, she is just volunteering into that position after Patty transitioned out of it. But she's like, this is, a, this is something that I want to do in the interim, uh, 
for someone to be hired, um, but she's still faithfully um, serving in that role, but ready to pass it on to someone else. So we've had a couple conversations with individuals um, about the position that haven't worked out yet. We have already posted this position online now because we really value um, our kids here at Harvest. And we've seen over and over again that we've had young families come join our church, and we want to have a thriving kids ministry where they are learning what it means to gather as God's family, to grow as disciples of Jesus, and to go to their neighbors and to the nations as well. Um, So thank you for one, if you are here and you help out with children's ministry, and two, they still need help. We still need people that could be a part of the rotation to plug in and serve our parents and our kids and the other teachers so they could be in the rotation less. Um, on uh, these Sunday mornings. Um, We also uh, would love to hire someone for our worship ministry as well. That's been a position really I've kind of filled um, since Sherry stepped out. And mainly, no one asked me to, but I sometimes I just see something. I'm like, I guess I could do it. Um, and, And I am not like the best worship director. For one, I have just been like, dovetailing that with youth group as well. That's probably why you've seen so many students on the stage um, to try to connect those worlds. But we would love someone that joins our team um, that can help really own that area of ministry at our church and grow it as well. Grow musicians, grow even our own understanding and teaching behind why we sing, why we do what we do when it comes to worship and, and, and own some other things as well that it's not just about our worship Sunday mornings, but as a people, how are we worshiping? Worshiping the Lord. Thankfully, we've had uh, Peyton fill in recently with our church. Um, we're, we're paying him part-time to lead a couple Sundays a month. He was connected to another church in this area that we had a connection, and he just offered to come and serve our body this way. Um, can we just give Peyton a hand for that? It's been awesome. So Peyton um, has been helping, um, and we will let you know as we seek to hire someone in the future as well. And the last you might be wondering about is missions. Um, we want to, I mean, the pandemic in a lot of ways put a stop to a lot of things globally, but more and more we see those doors opening up again. And first, what we want to do in taking steps is to continually connect with our global missionaries that we support. Um, so there's an idea right now that we've even taken some steps towards of Greg and then Lee, our deacon of missions, to go to India um, in 2024 and to check in with those global partners, with those ministries, see how they're doing, encourage them, and then just look for ways to have kind of a vision trip for what does it look like for Harvest to participate further and partner with these uh, these missionaries in the gospel going out in these places, whether that's short-term mission trips or other things that God might present as they go. So that's a way that you could be praying for our church and kind of some next steps there. Um, Finally, um, so community groups. In my title, you may have heard it's uh, Pastors of pastor of community. And one of the things that I'm really excited about in this next season and that came out of not just the assessment, but even my own just time here at Harvest is uh, we don't have any sort of like formalized process for community groups. And we've had new people over the years come and be like, I would love to join a community group. But we had no sort of system or structure to say, yes, we have the place for you. 
and so that is going to be one of the things that I am tackling uh, right from the get-go with hopes to launch these groups in January um, of 2024. So with that, let me invite up my friend Priscilla. Priscilla has been working with me. Uh, she offered to help especially with the admin part of community groups and has been a great resource. So she will talk to you about some next steps as far as community groups are concerned here at Harvest. Hello. Welcome. Um, so I, uh, I joke that my spiritual gift is Excel spreadsheet. I do really well with organization. So I've been grappling with this idea of community groups and just I've read a couple books now just thinking through, man, there's so many different ways that community groups are formed. Some are about, you know, they're just family traditional centered. Some are mission or outreach based and some just really want to join for prayer. And so I thought, what better way to find out? what people want than to do another survey. So anyway, um, so uh, I pulled together just a list. There's a QR code on here. You can access it online. For anybody who doesn't like online, online will be great because then it plops everything into an Excel for me. Um, so the survey, it's gonna, it, it's also out in the, in the lobby there. So it, we're trying to gather what type of group are you mostly interested in. And these are not solely their only prayer or their only outreach. They're gonna, there are, will be aspects of all of it in all of the groups. However, some people will probably want more of a type of group. Uh, we've got different life stages. Some people want a group that represents their life stage specifically, and some people want diversity. So I'm trying to glean that information from you guys. Uh, proximity to your house is going to be another big one. So uh, some people want people that are in their neighborhood, and some people are okay driving a little bit further. Um, and then the other one is going to be schedule and frequency of meetings. So kind of just the days or times that work for your family. So I'm trying to figure out, like, there's a lot of our people who want daytime. There's a lot of the people who work during the day who need evenings. And then also, like, some of us parents, like, we're just like, I can't do weekly. So, you know, we, and some people want weekly. So there's a lot of information that I'm trying to distill. So that's why you guys are gifted with gathering more information. So um, anyway, so I'm going to be, we're going to be sending this out. So they're available now. We're closing it October 1st because um, we want to then kind of pull back and see what are the wants, the needs, the desires. We want to be able to try to best match um, it's not going to be hard and fast, like some people have more flexibility. Um, so we're going to be formulating the groups and identifying the leaders. Some of the leaders are mostly going to be a point of contact because we really want it to be group-led where everybody's kind of leading this together. So um, let's see. Uh, hopefully come the end of November, December, we're going to be sending out and like letting everybody know, hey, here's your cluster of people that are going to be your people for this time of period of time so then you guys will be able to kind of formulate put together what your group will be and then hopefully we'll launch in January I'm really hoping to throw in a celebration to just say like where all of the groups come together and we announce the groups and we like talk more about like the values and the themes because I love parties and so um, I think that we should just do Excel more parties. parties Excel and parties yes and I I make my parties by Excel, too, <laughs> in case you don't know. Um, 
Let's see. And then, you know, another thing is we are always going to be having new people come through. And so I want to make a way that these people can be incorporated into groups. So we will be making more groups as we go. But then I want to make a culture of we're also shifting some groups. That's not your group for your lifetime of ever being here at Harvest. I want there to be a time where we can just naturally have a break come uh, the end of the school year. If you want to continue to meet during the summer, you can. And then I want to allow opportunity for you guys to decide, are we making new groups? Because hopefully we're making disciples and bringing people in. And so there's an ideal group size. And so I want to then come fall, be able to say, okay, let's go again. You can stick with the same group. That's I'm not breaking you up. You don't have to. But I want to create a culture where we can be mixing it up and um, getting to know lots of people. Anyway, so there's a lot happening. That's, that's, that's a good overview. Yeah, awesome. Thanks so much, Priscilla. Can we give Priscilla a hand? <laughs> Excel is definitely not my spiritual gift, so I couldn't do that. Amen. <laughs> Was that Debbie? Um, <laughs> uh, so with that, just a couple things. When you fill out this survey, this isn't a commitment to being in a group. Um, even if you're here, you're like, yeah, there's no way I can make it work. We would still just love to get the makeup of our church of what we're looking for when it comes to community. And like one of my the things that I will be passionate about is um, I have seen over and over again that we here at Harvest, we long for relationship that goes deeper than just outside of these four walls. Um, that really, if we are following Jesus, like day in, day out, we need spaces other than just Sunday mornings to connect and come together as God's community uh, as we are living in the world trying to follow Jesus. And I would encourage you, even if you're like, I don't know if this could work for my family or not, this isn't a commitment, but we just love to know who's interested and love to ask you to pray um, about uh, being a part of these community groups as well. Uh, also, you could still join these groups without filling out the survey after October. Uh, we'll have a way that we present to you then of how you can say that you would like to be a part of that community group. That's tricky. I thought you were done talking, then you kept going. Mm, Matt does that to me. That's sometimes. On your little half sheet, you get a calendar. I'm not going to go over that, but I encourage you to look at that. I do want to remind you there's a Q&A tomorrow night. If there's something we've talked about today, you have a question about, uh, certainly you can ask at, uh, during our barbecue time, but uh, but there's time for that tomorrow. If there's if there's something we didn't even get to that you really want to know, um, come to the Q&A tomorrow. We will have childcare. Um, if you think there's a chance that you're coming and you need childcare, if you could let us know, that would help us to plan appropriately. I know we, we have enough for some for sure, but we want to make uh, room for everyone. Um, I want to invite uh, Alyssa up. Uh, Alyssa's on staff. Uh, she is our admin. She is critical to our team. I want to invite Brenton up. Um, the assessment team, as we met with them, uh, one thing that was so clear is uh, just their care for us as a staff. So uh, Brenton uh, and the team asked, like, hey, can we, can we just bless you as a staff? So I'll let you take it. Um, Hopefully you guys know that this uh, next month is Pastoral Appreciation Month, and there's been a lot of stuff happening this year, but in the last few years in particular, um, and we wanted to take a moment just to check in with our pastoral staff and just ask them how they're doing and how we can pray for them, because this is an opportunity for us as a body to hear from them, hear where their hearts are and what God is doing, how uh, things are going with them, but also just as important to know how to pray for them and for the few, what the future holds. So I guess uh, start with whoever's first, I guess, Matt. 
Uh, just the two questions. First off, how are you doing? Yeah. And then how can we be praying for you as a body? Yeah, I'm, um, you know, when people ask you that question, you're like, how are you doing? And you're like, do you want the short answer or the long mm -hmm. answer? I'll try the short one and it will still be longer than you want. Uh, I'm, I'm, there's this interesting season now of I'm good and I see God's faithfulness. Um, and I can already see there will be a time to mourn things ending. Uh, and man, like I know it wasn't expressed through tears or I left that to Greg this morning uh, or anything like that about transitioning out of youth group. But I know once I let myself feel that, I will be really sad. Um, and probably those three weeks will be some time of joy and some time off, but also some sadness and like processing that with the Lord. Um, this, as long as I've been at this church, I've been involved in this youth group. Uh, and so this does feel like a loss in a lot of ways. Um, and I trust the Lord, and I'm excited about what he has next. Um, so, yeah, you could be praying for our family in that transition, too, and just even how the rhythm changes now. Uh, I usually worked on Wednesdays from, like, 9 in the morning to, like, 11 o'clock at night. Uh, and that will be something different that's changing where Kat isn't flying solo with Bennett all day <laughs> on Wednesdays. But with that will come some good things and also uh, just newness and figuring out what that new rhythm is. Uh, so I think patience for that, just unity together. Um, and then also, uh, I just want to continually grow in knowing how to serve you guys as our church, specifically in these areas of uh, community and then making disciples. And so uh, however God wants to do that, whether it be extended learning, um, schooling, or uh, uh, conferences I could go to, or people to connect with, to just glean from, just want to be available to grow in this next season to best serve this church. Thanks, Matt. Um, Greg, for yep. you, uh, same questions. Yeah, um, so I will speak less. Um, uh, growth is one thing. I, I want to grow um, not only as a pastor, but certainly as a pastor. I just want to grow as one of God's children, uh, right? I, I just want, I want my identity. I've just been thinking about this a lot lately. I want my identity to be that, that I'm God's child and, and I want the freedom that, that comes with that. Um, I, I want to grow in, in, in trusting the Lord. As this was, this was a hard year for me. Um, so it was external. So much of it was, was internal, just battling discouragement like I alluded to earlier um, and, and other things. And, 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 uh, and, and within that, I'd say prayer for my family is um, you know, when, when things are hard on one person in the family, it's, it's hard for, for everyone. So uh, prayer for that would, would be, uh, great. Um, I had a second thing that I totally lost, and that's not just to talk shorter than Matt, so that's all I got. Um, so a lot of you know I, I got married this year. Um, so <laughs> to your brother. <laughs> um, so uh, this year has been um, just uh, really significant for change, both in, in my personal life and at work. There's been a lot going on um, here in the church, as you know. And so historically, I'm not great at dealing with change. Um, and by not great, I shouldn't say that, I guess. I take a long time to, to process change. 
Um, so with Brad, it's been great. He's amazing and wonderful, and we've had a really fun summer together. And that change has just felt really normal and natural and good. Um, still figuring out, obviously, it's only been a few months, still figuring out what it looks like to serve my husband. And that ministry in my life is still new. And um, there's been a lot of joy in um, just understanding more of God's love for me because of the way that he loves me. And so... Um, so that's all very good, and then um, there are some things, too, at, at you know, church-related things that I'm still processing that I, um, because of our wedding planning and, and wedding and everything, um, just kind of got set aside. So you can pray for me in that, just as I'm, you know, thinking through the changes in, in my job. Not that I'm changing a position, but just there's a lot of shifting and moving. Um, so that's one way that I could use some prayer from you guys um, and just... In, in our marriage and um, support us in that and um, continuing to get to know my husband would be great. Um, so that's a, a major support uh, that I could use from you guys is just um, welcoming him into the church body. Um, yeah, I think that's all. Do you remember yours? I didn't say how I'm doing. That was the other thing. Um, the Lord has really met me with peace in the last like six or eight weeks. Um, and it's been pretty incredible. Uh, to to trust him for peace when uh, when I was just struggling as a pastor. So I'm I'm so thankful for that. And and so the other thing to pray is for continued peace. I continue to to lean on the Lord when you know when 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 things are hard or just in my own heart. Like I I just am battling discouragement or insecurities or whatever. So thank you guys for sharing. It's uh, it's a privilege not only to um, have these guys on staff here, but to see their hearts for this church body, to see how God has gifted them and has used them not only to reach out, but towards each other and towards each other's families and towards the people in the community and all over the world. And we are thankful for just their tender hearts and the way that they care. And we're thankful for God's using them. Um, I would ask that you guys would just take a minute um, and pray with me for them, not only now, but continue to pray for them through the months ahead with the changes, not just the changes personally, but in the church body as a whole. And then also, uh, as we come into the month of October, that we take time to appreciate, too, the work that God is um, doing in and through them. So please pray with me. Our great God and Savior, Thank you so much for your, um, your love, your kindness, your care, the way that you tenderly um, just deal with us in the midst of change. Um, God, our emotions are our hearts. God, there's a, a lot of things that came out through the assessment. There's a lot that has been changing in the last couple of years at Harvest, but also uh, individually for each of the staff. And with the changes that are coming Father, uh, even more so, do we need your care and your guidance. Lord, we pray for the new role and position for, for Matt and how that will affect him and Kat and their family, for what that will look like as they continue to minister in this body. And we ask for uh, just uh, clarity of thought and wisdom and insight into what that role is going to entail for Matt. And uh, Father, I pray for 
his hands to be um, light about the work that he could accomplish much, um, given the time that he has to uh, work and to minister, and that during the time off the next few weeks, he would prayerfully have time to, to seek you and to hear your heart and your heartbeat um, in this area, Lord Jesus. We pray for Greg and uh, the, the leadership. We pray for his family, for the, the ministry that they have in this body. We pray for the way, um, God, that they shepherd and the way that they care. We pray for, God, just peace and, and real peace that would go beyond um, just a, a, a comfort of, of knowing, but really a sense of peace that would allow them to minister and minister well. God, that there would be opportunities for uh, his personal development. Um, God, learning more. Just hearing your heartbeat also there for what it is to serve, to minister, and minister well. Thank you, Lord, for Alyssa and Brad and their new marriage and the way that you have brought them together and the blessing that they have been. We invite, God, you to continue to strengthen that relationship and help that to be not only a blessing at home, but also for Alyssa, God, a, a place of strength from which she can draw to be able to minister in her job here. We ask that there would be um, a real sense of, uh, of time where she can just process the things that she hasn't been able to. Um, as she mentioned, getting ready to get married and all the planning that went along with that, Lord, there's, there's so much uh, on the side that also needs to be dealt with. And so I just pray that she would have just your, your, your help in processing that. God, that she would be ready and hearing just what it is that you want to speak in and to her. And with the changes, God, I pray that uh, even though she feels slow about change, that, God, you would give her the ability to take each step at the right time. And that, God, all the changes that are happening in the church here, uh, God, would you use us as a body to pray, to um, step up where there are needs that uh, we can help in, where you've given us giftings as well, that you would give us the opportunity as well to minister and to be a part of the discipleship-making process and the reaching out into the rest of the world, Lord Jesus. God, thank you for this body of harvest. And uh, God, we just pray a uh, blessing over the, the work here, but may it all be done because we love you, because we want to glorify you, and because we want to see you um, honored in this place now and forever. We pray this in your name. Amen.